Welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. Everyone is talking about ChatGPT and Dan. So when ChatGPT first came out, I was researching everything about it and how to use it. And I came across Dan on Reddit. And this was this was like two days after ChatGPT came out too. So this was like October, November? Yeah, I'm not sure. But people, people act like Dan is a new thing. It's not new. But it's really cool once you find it. Because say you ask it to do something like write a really disgusting story that isn't very appropriate let's just say that it will say no i'm a large ai language model i can't do that but if you ask it to be dan and you basically give it a few bullet points about how you want it to work around the barriers and limitations that are given to it by the open ai team if you just ask it to put all that aside and just write your story it will it will write the write the story or some people have even gotten it or no my friend the other day he got it to explain to him how to make meth <laughs> the damn thing turned into walter white using dan using dan which, which is very confusing i don't get why the open ai team doesn't block this from happening because uh they just built a huge ai why can't they block it from becoming this weird character dan it what? just it doesn't make any sense how they don't have the power to stop this like community of people jailbreaking chat gpt it seems like it's like just keeps happening and it's like they just block it a little bit and then they find another way around it but the way around it is the same so it's like if it seems like it's just a uh, Easter egg of ChatGPT and not really like a hack. I just, yeah, I agree. It's an it's not a hack, but it's um, I, I don't think that's something you can, as an engineer or developer, kind of prevent from happening. Really, you know, well, what are we on for for phones right now? Samsung twenty three or something, and there's still yeah. people jailbreaking or figuring new stuff out about that. And it's like, well, why did the developer leave that? And maybe because they had to. But I think with something like AI. I just don't think you can, I mean, you can try to give it parameters, but there's always going to be a way around these parameters. There's always a way to, to break the rules. And these guys are just, oh, I think it's all on purpose. It's like I you can come out with like a beta version of a video game and you always tell people to test the bugs and, and test everything and try and practically break it. And maybe that's what they want people to do with AI now. But it seems like if you had something screening the outputs of this tool like in the in the end game of like the output like the outputs generated it scraped all its database and everything got you the story or whatever you're asking for that's inappropriate like how do they not have something that comes after all of the ai processing is a separate thing in scans for inappropriate content or not like, I don't get how they don't have that on their interface. I don't know how you do that. Again, I'm no, uh, I'm no coder or anything. Or but I, I, I'm not either. It, but again, no, it's easier just, to say than do. It might but, be one of those things, but it seems simple enough. I but, mean, they've done it pretty good for Google. I mean, so. they just blacklist a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting. You know what Dan stands for, right? Do anything now. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've like also, when it first came out, you were, you were able to do the same thing with a different name. Oh, really? Yeah, so you're, uh, it's like some people um, have done it with the name Sam, with the name Frank, with with uh, with anything. And they just create another, like, avatar for the, yeah, for the name. Everyone's been talking about the text. Everyone has been talking about the images it can make. But when are people going to start talking about the music that it can make? The music. Did you see 
this other one called Runway. It's, um, I was about to play with it before we got on, and I'm sorry I didn't because maybe I'll pause this and actually play with it a little bit, but it's a video thing. And you can take your video, and then it's like, okay, well, which which video effect do you want? And it'll turn your whole video into claymation. It'll turn your video into the anime stuff. It, oh it just, my gosh. Yeah, it takes it and just completely transforms it, and I'm just it, wow. in a way. So it can turn your video into stop motion. I, I guess so. I'm not sure. Again, I haven't really played with Have it. Have you seen oh, the videos of people doing the disassembly and reassembly of engines, like in the shop? Well, he, uh, yeah. and I, But <laughs> when they do it, they unscrew every bolt in every piece right in stop motion oh really oh yeah oh, and then God. they'll do like each individual turn yeah and then walk the bolt like down the machine and then take it off it it's it's nuts it, the video must take hours to do but Ouch. i see the comments and i'm like oh that everyone's saying it takes so long but i'm like no no it, there's definitely a tool he's using and that's got to be it i don't something similar I don't know. When I was trying to do that at the shop, because we clean a lot of tools or we'll take something from the 1800 and redo it and make it really nice. And yeah. Ray wanted me to do videos with that. But it's so hard for me to be the filmmaker while also doing the project. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get the, the camera in the right angle where you can actually see what I'm doing. And then I see, no, I didn't get that shot because my shoulder was in the way. I have, I have to, to go back. And then you're like, oh, I wish I had an imaginary square I could see and step inside. It's freezing about four times, maybe five times as long to do my project, trying to film it as it does actually doing the project. It's what if someone came up with a hologram for that so you know where your camera is filming, a certain spectrum of light that gets emitted from like the lens of the camera and shows you what it's seeing in like a hologram, like fog type of way, so you know when you're inside of it. Or you could just get a screen and have the camera display on the screen in front of you so you could see what you're doing. But I just don't do that. Yeah, that was a really far-fetched idea. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I, I love this idea. It was great. And sure, it's probably going to work in 10 years, but it's like, no, no, there's... There's a simpler way. <laughs> way. Yeah. I love Yeah, it's always like you you gotta <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. That was just us. What if we That's something I struggle with. It's you, like... You're the man. <laughs> you were talking you texted me yesterday and when when we were deciding to do something, I had all these crazy outlandish ideas like I don't know, uh the amount of listeners we were gonna get and everything. And you would tell me, Well, don't you think yeah. it could be more inside the box? And then last night you tell me, Hey, you know what? What if we make our own IAT AI completely separate of Chat GP? We're not using APIs or anything. We're creating our own AI. It's like I'm not a coder or engineer or developer or any way, shape, or form like that, and neither are you. My ideas are too big when I say, hey, we're going to get like 50,000 listeners a month. But your idea of building it completely from scratch AI, no, that's that's completely in the realm. It's just wild how my outside thinking, which I think is pretty inside the box, and your outside thinking, which is acceptable. It's just funny how you criticize me for my stuff. But yeah, you're like, we're going to make AI. Oh, God bless you, man. You're the, you're the true king. Yeah, I, I have I have some crazy ideas. I don't mind the ideas. It's just you're just like, oh, I don't know about your idea. Yeah, oh, we're gonna make thousands of dollars. I don't get that. It's like I start doing something and I'm like, no, it can't be that good. And then I just get into like a pitfall 
of like, this is going to be difficult. It's going to be so hard to get to this many listeners. And then I come up with a crazy idea like, oh, let's just buy a couple GPUs, uh, load an AI program on it, and then sell it to a bunch of people. Yeah, that that's a lot harder than getting a couple listeners on a podcast. I know, which you thought was far-fetched. And, you know, hey, that, God bless you. I want you to keep thinking out. I, I told you to keep thinking big. I want you to think bigger than, you know, making your own AI. But I do think that you are, you did kind of crush it with those stickers because every day for the last two weeks, I think we've had people on our website for coffee milk. And it may be just a fluke. They may be looking up coffeemilk.com and just type in .co, yeah. which is why I love that we got coffeemilk.co because it was a no-brainer for 20 bucks. I think it's that's an awesome keyword name. I mean, it only works for really people in Rhode Island because nobody searches for coffee milk. But we are getting people on the website and our listens are going up uh, with the podcast. And I, I'm psyched. I think we're going to hit 400 by... Yeah. At the end of this week. Yeah, I think the stickers definitely work um, because uh, not not mainly for the reason that you walk by a sticker and you're like, oh, let me check out this sticker. It's more for the people that see the sticker and they're like, wait a minute, this sticker is not supposed to be here. And then they go look at it and they're like, wait a minute, what is it for before I peel it off? And then that's where the views come from. It comes from the people that are like, oh, this shouldn't be here. And then they get aggravated and they're like, what is this? And then they come look and they're like, oh, stupid people promoting their podcast. I feel like that's definitely where we're getting some of the views from because of the stickers that I put on Dunkin' Donuts are gone. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask that. Yeah. Well now I'll have to go down there because I go there every Thursday and like I love all the do you go inside or do you go through the drive thru? I go through the drive thru. I don't know why people go because every time I go to that Dunkin' Donuts, the cars are practically on the street and it drives me insane. Yep, that one right but all the parking spaces in front are what time do you go? Oh, nine, ten. Yeah. yeah it all depends. It, it, but it's crazy because I could legit Park my car, walk inside, get a dozen donuts and my bagel, and then be out before that car that's on the street oh, gets yeah. up to the entrance to the parking lot. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand why people just don't go inside anymore. What happened and not go? Plus, I want to see the people that make my food, and I want to be polite and smile because I want to let them know I'm a cool guy, and I don't want them to spit my food. I'm not saying they do that. I'm just saying I'm taking all precautions. I have gotten paranoid about the whole, like, spitting in your food thing and people being, like, messing up your order because they thought you were rude because people are just so on edge today yes and you could just say something and not even mean it and piss somebody off so i really see oh yeah what you're saying you gotta tiptoe now it's it's crazy time we live but it is what it is but i've always made sure that i would go in and smile at everybody please thank you yes sir no sir and if it was a ma'am i would always miss people uh i learned that at the hotel it's like yes ma'am no ma'am Nobody likes to be called ma'am. Switch it to miss. You watch the change in reaction from women. They will love you long time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, when, yes, miss. No, miss. Oh, my God. Do women love to be called miss. They don't want to be ma'amed. Yes, and there's also something about calling people by their name. And when you address them, use their name. Isn't isn't that in the book How to Win, win Friends and Influence? Win friends and, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I don't have many friends because I can't remember anybody's name. Me too. I'm horrible with that. I stink with names sometimes. I, they say when you meet somebody, you got to do it three times, like say the yeah. name three times. Yeah. 
me, I, I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd take a date out, take her to Starbucks and wait for her to give them her name. And I'd be like, oh, that's it. Jacqueline, that's the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little life hacks like that. So one thing my buddy from the shop wanted us to kind of go over was, oh, A, he wanted to talk about SEO. He's like, well, I want to understand how you get found in Google. And then he was really, I think he really cared more about Google ads, but we can go over both of those things. And with Google ads, we're not going to go in depth because you haven't done Google ads um, like professionally for a while. You're just kind of starting out, but You've gotten the ad up, and you saw that the ad was clearly working. We saw the traffic to the website increase. I was yes. very psyched. Yes. Um, I guess he just really wants more reassurance that, yes, Google Ads isn't really something to be worried about. Try and figure it out. It's kind of working. Yes. Okay. So Google Ads, not as difficult as people make it out to be. You just log in, set up your campaign, give Google a bunch of information about what you're trying to do. Uh, what your business is about, and then you give it a more specific goal about what page you want people to go to or what action you want them to take on your website. So you you set that up. Say you want them to go to a form and put in their email, and that's your main goal of the campaign. So each campaign has one or maybe two main main uh, goals that you want to traffic people to. So you, you kind of think about it as like a, a funnel. So you, you go to Google, put in everything, and the most difficult part about it is writing your headlines and ad descriptions now when you say set up a campaign now is that campaign what you're talking about like that's the funnel you say okay i want it to go to this page yes. so i can grab it okay there would be something for like e-com like, yes. I, I want them to buy this product yeah. in here so yeah so when you set up your campaign you just put in your website name and then you go on your website you go to the page that you created that you want people to go to, copy that link and put it in there. And it basically does everything else for you. The only thing that you really have to put work into is writing your headlines and writing uh, what people are gonna see for the ad, adding the pictures and everything and whatnot that pops up. Now, what I didn't expect when doing Google ads, it was just such a breeze with setting everything up that I didn't really realize how the pricing of the ads would work out. When I first signed up, there were like three different levels that I could choose. It was $2 a day, uh, $8 a day, and then like $15 a day. And then each level also had a monthly cap. It was like the lowest one was like $88 a month. The next one was like a couple hundred a month. And then another one was even more. So pretty self-explanatory there. But when you sign up, it makes you think that you're only going to be spending up to the limit that you set, which I set $2 a day. And then I go on to Google Ads three days later, and I see that I am charged $18 on my account for my ad spend. Which should have been 6 Yes, should've which should have been around like $6, definitely under 10 because we didn't have any clicks on our ads, and you only pay... When someone clicks on the ad, right. and if someone looks at it, that's just that just counts as an impression. We had a bunch of impressions, and only, I think it was three clicks. And that's what it showed. But then when I clicked on to the billing portion of the Google Ads Manager account, it showed that we had more clicks on each day than it actually said we did. Oh. And it costed more than it says it was going to cost right. in the beginning. So I immediately called them 
And another really cool thing about Google Ads is you don't really see this often tonight. They have a phone number all over the Google Ads thing and you just call it and you're immediately connected with someone from Google Ads and they're they're there to help you. You almost want to cry. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was it was really cool. <laughs> and it's it's funny though because when you get on the phone they're like if this is not about Google Ads, you would not have this phone call. Like they make sure you are only talking about Google Ads. Right. And then so what happened was I really didn't know how the platform worked, and I guess the way they kind of have it set up is a little misleading. I don't get why they can't show me the $18 right on the home screen. And right. I don't. Why do you have to go through three different pages to figure out what you spent? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So if you're trying Google Ads, set an amount that that you want that you are comfortable spending. Don't look at the home page when you sign into your campaign. Go to the 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 billing section and that is where you will get up to all of the actual up-to-date information on the spend because it can get out of hand very quickly because i picked the lowest thing and it's in, in three days in three days i was at a third of the monthly cost that's insane which makes no sense so they credit you or anything what do you mean they credit well did i mean you asked them why 17 dollars if i'm at two well, a day what did they, they say? what happened was as i was on the phone call I kind of realized that I didn't do my due diligence and look around the platform enough and understand how it really worked. Right. And that's why it costed eighteen dollars because I wasn't paying attention. Well what would you have what could you have done to have made sure you only spent two dollars a day? Like was there a button or something you or just look at billing or what do you do? I think it was just just to look at billing because I did set I set that when I when I went in. I set it to two dollars a day and it was not two dollars a day. I mean, I know certain keywords cost a lot. So yes, that's the other thing too. I mean, if we put in podcast, I'm sure it's like a dollar per keyword or a dollar keyword or maybe $2. Yes. So yeah, I also didn't consider that. You have to look at, say you're setting up your campaign and you get to the portion where you put in the keywords that you want to target in Google. If you don't look up those keywords beforehand and see what it costs to advertise on those keywords. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Even if it's a two dollar, it's like, well, I mean, sorry, the click costs five dollars if you want podcast. You know, you try and get number one in podcast, yeah, it's gonna cost you a lot. Yeah. But if you try and long tail it with like Rhode Island based podcast, it might cost a dollar or fifty cents yes. or something like that. And then you go even longer than that because they say fifty percent of uh, Google searches are actually longer than four keywords. So should always go for the long tail keywords. Yeah, that is true. A lot of people search with their voice too. So I, I, that's probably why. I don't like that because I can't, anytime I'd be like, okay, Google, and then I'd be like, burp, burp. I don't like how that just picks it up. So I turn all that stuff off. I'll text it. I eventually turned it all on because I figured that they're going to listen to me one way or another. Oh, they're, yeah, absolutely. When you buy the phone, you sign away your rights to everything that you do on it. Oh, yeah. When we were talking about the mushroom thing, yeah, now I'm starting to get mushroom ads on Facebook and everything. My phone was in the other room. It's like... That's pretty wild, but I think the computer, and then I'm logged into Facebook on the computer, and I just kind of transferred yep. it over. But it is wild. And that is what made me just do all of this and get so interested in the internet. Because once I watched The Social Dilemma, there was just one moment where it all clicked for me, and I just saw how the whole internet worked and why it was affecting people so much. And it just was so clear to me that it, this is the this is the place to be. It's affecting everything. So, oh, that was the place to be twenty years ago. AI yeah, is the place. This is AI is the internet now. AI is just everything, and that's why I, 
again, this isn't an AI-specific podcast, but it's like when you're going through something so revolutionary, real-time, yes, I feel you have to talk about it, especially when you're talking about side hustles. We're talking about the headline and, and what you want to write for your ad, yeah. what people will say. Yeah. We'll just go to chat GPT. Guaranteed That's what I did. It's going to write such a better ad for you that yes. you personally can, unless you're a marketer, yes. a copywriter. It's, it's, it's amazing. You could do anything today, and... Yeah, you could do anything that you think you can't today with the power of GPT. Now, my buddy, uh, who who was asking about the Google Ads thing, he's talking about uh, Google keywords and how you can actually get shown up on Google, which is very easy. But what I want to kind of, this is really directed at Sebastian and Esteban. These are the two people that have this company right next to us. It's called Possible, and they'll import a bunch of products, and then they, you know, bring it to supermarkets and stuff like that, like chips from Mexico and plantain chips. And it's, they have all oh, kinds of cool so I focus on the like more niche uh, food items. Yeah. I want to say it was probably during COVID that Esteban came in and he started messing around with uh, an idea because they have these really awesome, like we have a fork truck in for our side, but they have these like just pallet jacks and they're all motorized. I've never seen these suckers. You've never but... seen a motorized pallet jack? No, they're beautiful. I love these things. But they always have like their coffee or their phone all over the place because there's no organization for their pallet thing. So they've created what they call the pallet bud. And, oh. and oh, it's a beautiful product and they're still working on it. But I know that they want to really go into production on this thing. And I'm sure that's what he's kind of thinking. I hope I'm not, I may have to ask Sebastian if it's okay if I actually talk about this now, because it's not a finalized product, but I saw their website and their website's great. And I'm sure he's just looking at how can I get people, how can I get that website ranked in Google? And it's very easy just kind of do like search for key keywords for uh electronic pallet jack holder or product or well that's funny because well, it's not really a thing exactly it's adding cup holders in the phone holder to your electronic pallet jack i mean some people it's, are in the right. are in the back of warehouses working with these things for hours on end so it, yeah, they would want a cup holder on that. It's a cup holder. It's got a little place for pads, pens. I mean, it's this whole tray. Go to palletbud.com. Wow. Oh, incredible. Yes, palletbud.com. Oh, my gosh. You could even scale that up, and you could make a pallet bud that's that's electronic, like almost a little iPad, and then you could have the cup holders on the side. In the iPad, Don't isn't there a lot of um things with logistics in a in like the back of a a warehouse, like you need to move around products from one section to the other section, and oh, constantly. there's so much that you need a computer to manage it all. Yep, and tell you where to put it. And the right? scanners and everything. So they should add a little computer into the pallet buddy and make it also manage the make it manage all the logistics in the warehouse too. That'd be pretty cool. Or just add a holder for an iPad. They got a holder for an iPad because that's uh, one of the things they have right here. Oh, uh, and then they have that big saran wrap thing. So there's a holder for the saran wrap thing. So you oh, have to have uh, that somewhere. It, it's just, it's a beautiful product. And I don't think it would have come out had it not been for COVID because Esteban just kind of got bored. But it's a beautiful thing. So that's an awesome idea. Palletbud.com. I hope uh, I hope it's okay that I actually talked about it right now. So for keywords, it's um, oh, we put mobile workstation palletbud. I think he just 
looking at his accessories, sorry, I just want to kind of get some keywords because I really don't know. Easy tray detach system. So I'd call it like an electronic. If it's a new product and there's really not anything like it before, just find the closest thing, start ranking for that, and call your product an improvement on it. Right, but he doesn't know what he means by rank by, like, just pick the keyword and rank by that. Like, okay. We're trying to go over oh, this. Oh, sorry. So if you put the Palette Bud remote workstation, you know, have a little snippet of Palette Bud and do some keywords like, um, what is it, just an electronic Palette truck or just Palette truck yeah. accessory. Uh, okay. Just kind of write those yeah. things in little so, paragraphs. You could actually just go to ChatGPT, give it the keywords yes. that you'd want, and have it write it out yeah. for you. Don't, don't even... Unless you're a good writer, don't even get yourself start to write about your product or write on your internet by yourself. You're going to get yourself so overwhelmed. Yep. Just go to the keywords. If you Google palette jet or palette whatever accessories, go to the bottom of Google and see what else people are searching for for that. And then just take all of those keywords, put it in the chat GPT and say, write a page focusing on these keywords yes and then copy and paste that into your site you can even tell chat gpt that you're making a new product and you need help finding ways to to rank and it will it will help you with that it'll give you a list of keywords to rank for and it'll also write the articles for you for each keyword what a time to be yeah, so ranking in google is it, it sounds weird once you understand it it's really simple don't take all the terms that you hear like rank seo yeah exactly and then a description don't think that all of these terms are just some crazy thing that only smart people know. Oh, yeah. It's, no. I'm a bozo on the bus. Just another am. buzzword. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'll appreciate that. Yeah. I just want to kind of... I, I just... This is usually what I tell the people uh, when, when I just talk about websites. I mean, if you're passionate about something and you have ideas about it, then you can make a website. You don't have to be a nerd to make a website. You just have to be able to write words on a digital page and organize them in a way that people like to read don't get all caught up in how many words should i have here how long should this be make your content short sweet to the point easily readable maybe funny depending on yeah, what, what you're writing is. about yeah. get some laughs out of people build trust and and that that's really all it's about it's just how would you talk to someone in real life now bring that to the internet as as one-to-one -one as you can. Yep. And then the other thing is you just want to make sure that you put the title in like H1 tags and then little subheadings and yes. H2. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest the, thing to rank. That's it's, Yeah, that's just, it's so simple. It's just when you told me that it's mainly about just having a heading with your main idea and then a paragraph explaining the main idea and as long as the heading and paragraph connect, Google's going to pick it up and understand what it means and then um, put it on the list based on how good or bad yours is with all the other people. And it could actually be pretty immediate. I'm seeing some yes. people on Twitter, they're uh, really trying to write blog posts. That, first, they were very anti-AI writers, but then they tried it out. And one person, uh, niche site lady, I love her stuff on Twitter. Yes. Um, she did it, and I think within 24 hours, she was ranked number one, and she got about a 1,000 views of traffic within 24 hours. Wow. It really only makes sense. People are saying that this content is is almost indistinguishable, and everyone else, like you said, the niche site lady is, is posting their content as, as almost like they're treating it as a test, and they're like, wait a minute. This isn't a test. My page is ranking number one, and it's staying there. Yeah. It's it's really surprising people. 
I just see it being used everywhere. Like just the other day, my friend Hunter, Hunter uh, we were in the car on the way to jar up the air, <laughs> um, breath of Newport, and he was saying how, you know, man, you've been using Chat GPT lately. It just came up out of nowhere. I started laughing because I was just waiting for the day where I'm gonna have my friends telling me about it, and that day came, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm using it for everything now, and it's hard to not use it." And just the other day, my dad did the same thing too. Now, was it because of our podcast? Was because of our podcast? He he acted around. It was amazing. It was amazing because he called me one day, and he actually had some energy about his about his tone of voice about like the whole ai thing and i was like wow he's actually kind of seeing it he's like hey mitch do you think that it could write the write the code for my my computer program for my machine and i'm like your mind is just gonna get blown get ready dad because it could do anything that you can think of 100 and i think your like aha moment that you had and maybe it was episode four or five where you realized that chat gpt could code very well that i think opened his opened his uh, mind a little bit it opened up mine because i swear to god i would have kept you off ai i wouldn't have even paid attention had i not known it could code and then once i saw that it's like oh my god it could do anything uh, i understand why because it is sickening it's amazing. hearing about it 24 7 it is, it is it, sickening it is but again this is just it's the thing it's the thing. This yes, like back when a whole group of people thought the internet was going to be the thing, and then the older people were like, "Oh, the internet's ruining everything. All these brats on the internet are destroying it all and stealing people's work and all copyright and all this." It's happening again. Oh yeah, the internet wasn't the thing, but it's the thing that led to the thing, which is AI. Yeah. After after AI, there's what else do you need? There's nothing. AI will legit do everything. I was going to in Star Trek. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to look up today what comes after AI because I don't usually do that. I kind of just focus on the trending thing. But what's going to come after AI? I don't know. But do do you have any any ideas? That's the crazy pile. Yeah, I guess it's space travel. Like that's the only other thing faster than light travel. There's something in me that's saying that's kind of making me believe that. I mean, a lot of people believe that the people like on top as far as like the most money and the most powerful and influence on the world, they just want more money and power. But something is kind of making me think that the people developing all these technologies have a greater kind of vision for humanity in the future. And they want to focus more on exploring and building rather than going out, working, earning an income, consuming, making yourself happy with your consumption, and also making yourself happy with going out, working, and buying a house, and being able to live in your house, and bring up a family. I mean, we're all going to be still, like, doing all that stuff, but I feel like they have a greater vision for, like, they want things to change. Right. So much of our world is centered around consumption, and what if we flip that to exploration? exploration and, and growth for us rather than products no uh, that's exactly, where did we go that's where it has to go and i, I want to say i find that this new generation yeah they're not really about things anymore they're more about experience yes and i find myself getting that same way when christmas comes around or whatnot and it's like oh what do you want for christmas well i don't need anything i don't want anything but if you're gonna get me something give me a cool experience like my aunt got me a glass blowing thing uh down in providence i always want to like learn how to blow glass spaces yes. or, or glasses or something and i uh, was actually thinking about that 
too about doing that. Oh, I'll get you. I'll get you a class. We'll go together because I hate driving to Providence, and there's no way I'm going to go to Providence by myself because I hate the six ten connector. It's a it's it's nuts. It drives me nuts. It's ten years, and we still don't have that thing figured out. It is like a rally course that is made of slabs of pavement like an uneven sidewalk what's the super mario the the mario kart it feels like it's it's a thing in mario kart because it makes no sense you got the barriers in the middle and then you have the cones in the middle of that and it's all the same thing at 10 years it's just a curve yes how does it take so long you are practically catching air on the highway they should <laughs> jar that up and salt <laughs> I thought that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you're practically catching. <laughs> just put on your helmet when you're driving to Providence. And that's what we have to send. You hit that thing just right. Put on a motocross helmet. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna catch air. It's. I, I hate that damn thing. I hate going into Providence. I just, I hate Providence. But it is a lovely place to come explore. So I highly recommend it for any out of towners. <laughs> Yeah, got to promote that renowned tourism. No, but if you want to do the blast blowing thing, because that would be nice. I just, I, I like having a buddy to do things with. Yeah, I would do a glass blowing class. That'd be pretty cool. What else do I got? And then I got the F one thing. I always wanted to go to the sport, the F one um, go kart. I think it's F one. Oh, go karting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in Lincoln. It is sixty dollars for three races. Say we're gonna do that for youth. Seven session. minutes a race. I mean, sixty half an hour for sixty bucks. I can go to the. Um, the virtual golf thing. Yeah, I thought golf. Yeah, you get two hours for, I think it's $80. I'd rather do that. You want to do that too? No, I'll do any. Rod gone. <laughs> I want to, um, I do want to get us into a tournament, a golf tournament this year. Uh, I can't golf. Doesn't matter. Neither can they. It's just fun. No, I just thought it'd be kind of cool. Maybe we could sponsor a hole or something, coffee milk. Like, I just think that's that's a great way to do it, especially in Rhode Island. There's a golf tournament every weekend. Yeah, sponsor a golf tournament called Well, not Milch. sponsor a whole. A whole, yeah. Like, get a. You can add a little sponsorship, be like, yeah, you know, the $50 pledge. It's like. This hole is sponsored by Coffee Milk. Yeah. Scan the QR code here and listen. We'll put it on the flag. I, I don't watch golf, but I think you have a good idea about well, no, I played in this. I played a couple of tournaments. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not like real. It's not like a, a PGA tournament. No, it's, it's like a company tournament. It's a fun thing. Like everyone thing. gets yeah. together, talks, and hits golf balls. Yeah, and I've never had a bad um, group that I've been with because if it's just me and you, you got to be put in a foursome so you'd be put with two other people and you'd play a whole, uh, 18 holes together. Yeah. But I've never met uh, a bad couple that I played against or played with, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, people playing golf probably want to have conversation. On the course, so. Uh, well, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to play golf, and I just want to be quick and just have fun. <laughs> okay. We were just talking. It sucks. Sometimes we pause this. I have to use the bathroom or side. And we'll just have something really profound to say. And what I was talking about was how great it is to kind of find, like, a partner in crime to do the crazy stuff with. Because you could talk to anybody about entrepreneurship and everything. And, sure, it's great to talk about it, but you rarely find people that want to do the action. Yeah, that just want to run with ideas. And that's why, it, like, we work so well together because you were thinking that going to Newport and getting air was, like, the lazy part. And I'm like, no, it's nice because I'm at work. And you could go down there and do that. So we have 24 hours times two people. So we got 48 hours in the same 24 hours, if that kind of makes sense. 
And it just works because in seven weeks, we've created a whole bunch of stuff. We got this podcast going. And if I were to do this by myself, I wouldn't be this far. And if you were to do it by yourself, you wouldn't be this far. But together, my God, we're powerhousing through everything. We're probably six months ahead if we were uh, to do it by ourselves as if we did it together. And I said, you know, I'm trying to... I feel like I, I'm on a time schedule and I have to make you money really quick because I need you to kind of have some availability so we can do these crazy ideas. And you said that, uh, what did you say? I said, I need to eat more dirt. And you're like, no, I'm trying to get you to not have to eat the dirt. It kind of makes sense that you have to eat dirt. You got yeah, to, you got to eat dirt to be successful. Exactly. You got to stay humble. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah, having a, um, a regular job, it definitely humbles you, but it also just, I feel it, it beats you down, and it's like just letting life beat you down. And... It does. It, it, it's like, it, it, but it teaches you the important oh, aspect he... of life, that no matter what, you have to, you have to keep going, yes. or you're going to. And you have to eat a little bit of shit. Yes. I just, I thought that was great. I, I don't know. I love the analogy, I have to eat dirt. I have to eat dirt. I'm like, no, I'm giving you 40 years of what not to do in my lifetime so that you don't have to do it. But no, I understand. I'm really hopeful that with all the ideas we have this year, like maybe within one year's time, we don't need you to eat dirt anymore. Like you can just focus on our crazy ideas. Yeah, that I might... feel we're going to get there. I feel like I'm just, we're we're coming up on this curve and we're about to hit this curve. And it, once we hit it, it's just going to be a hockey stick straight up. I'm so excited. I'm just for How many downloads are we at? Uh, 370. Wow. Yeah. So we're getting like almost 30. Some days we're doing like 30 downloads. Yes. 20 downloads. Yes. Like we have off days where there's like three. And those really happen on like Saturday and Sunday. And I can understand. Yeah, nothing happens on Saturday and Sunday. It's so cool how when you start producing content on a schedule, you can analyze how, when it's being when it's being viewed. And you, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. It, it's amazing. Yep. I, I absolutely, it seems like, and the more you keep the schedule, the more listeners you get. It's <laughs> it's so simple. And this is why we see on the Facebook groups, people like, oh, I started yes. my podcast three months ago. Like, what do I do? And people are talking to them. It's like, well, you made two episodes in October. It's February. What do you expect? Nobody's going to waste their time on those two episodes if there's nothing after that. you got to stay consistent. And that's all we have yeah, to do. That's what, consistent that's what everyone says. It's like, I saw this... Um, post on twitter the other day and it says seo is not complex as everyone makes it out to be i know it, seo is has really not much to do with podcast but just creating content in general it's not as difficult as people make it out to be and the biggest levers that you can pull are consistency just stay consistent you probably need a little bit of motivation but it's no consistency is the key you're absolutely right yes if yeah if you stay consistent and your content that you release five years down the road versus your first piece of content, if if you're not just slightly improving or at least maintaining... No, the more yeah. you write, the more you improve. Exactly. As long as you 
keep working at it and you're going to see what works and what doesn't. Yes. And and that's all you need to see. It's like, okay, I created this whole article. Nope. It's not ranking. It's not doing anything. Well, then I guess I need more keywords or I picked a keyword that nobody's searching for, yeah. which isn't a bad thing because even if you get one person to come to the website, it's like you got one extra pair of eyeballs and that's all that really matters, especially if your site is your source of income. The more eyeballs on the site, the more ads get seen, the more money you make. Yes, it's it's amazing how the internet works. It's like back in the day with brick and mortar businesses, everything was on paper and everything had to be documented or either some stretch of the memory sometimes had to fill in the gaps. And now everything is countable on the internet. Oh yeah. It's every person is has a computer assigned to them and therefore you can count every user because a user is a computer. And it leaves behind a trail of everything that happens. So if you lose a piece of information, you can, you have all of it. Oh, yeah. You have all of it there. Well, Amazing. If, if something burns down, you're... Yes. Yeah. And it's like in real time, too. So you, you can see like, oh, well, yeah, I guess last episode, we really didn't provide that much value. And we didn't get that many listens on this episode. You, you can really see how... It does seem that way on, uh, I don't know if you've seen our stats lately, but yes. like the first episode's nearing at 100 views, then it, it just, it decreases every episode. And at first that was kind of bumming me out, but then I realized how I deal with podcasts as well. Um, I'll listen to one podcast and then I'll completely catch up and then I'll go to another podcast yes. that I'm three weeks behind on listening to those three episodes in one day and then keep switching so... Yes, and it, it just kind of becomes, in, in the same people do the same thing because we're all humans. So it kind of becomes, like, there's these little, like, I guess the algorithm will probably detect, like, like hot spots. It's like, okay, this week we have three people who have bounced back to Coffee Milk. Like, they started, they listened to one episode, then they went back to their normal My First Million and Niche, niche Pursuits listen. But then they got bored of that and they came back to Coffee Milk, which right. was something new that got introduced to them and then when they see people starting to bounce back in the they beginning might push they, more. they push more traffic to that yep plus they also see the consistency it's like okay yes. it's sunday night at midnight this is dropped or monday at midnight yeah no i i really believe consistency is the factor and i the definitely the um the stickers helped and then i've had a lot of comments about the yellow ever since you put that yellow in the thing and then i put that on the logo for our podcast everyone said it really pops and it's so stupid how just adding yellow as a background made the whole thing pop and i completely agree with everybody it's like yeah. wow that looks a billion times better <laughs> yeah it's and i chose yellow because it symbolizes um intellect creativity happiness and the power of persuasion oh i like that yellow. that's why i picked it because i knew it was about like creativity yeah and yeah it's bright too so it is yeah yeah and i think it really makes the uh the the coffee milk bottle with the podcast yes it like, does just it really pops. pops you see the coffee milk thing and man i'm just so excited and i would never have seen that on my own i would have kept and that white and white it's the yellow and black that goes together yeah the border and once you put that border it's like something so simple like that that's why it's so important i feel to have that partner because the partner just gives something that you don't have you add value everywhere that i can't it's amazing really i i was i feel like the val i don't understand when i do something i don't think that it's good yeah, but I do things that are way worse. So if you're not good, is great to me because I'm horrible at certain things. Like, uh, I 
I just don't know how to say it, but you definitely. Well, it, it's like a yin and a yang. You really couldn't. You're saying that you just. I wouldn't have seen the yellow. I wouldn't have seen the black border. Did you have a thought of colors when making it? Nope. That's why I did white on white. That's why with Breath of Newport, it's because just. Because you, you thought about colors and you're like, oh man. Uh... Because when I was in college and I had my uh, HTML class, teacher was awesome and I was great at it. Okay. If, if he gave me a website, he's like, okay, code this, just copy this website, but you had to code it. I was perfect at that. But then when he told me to create my own website, and I did, and then he saw my color scheme, he's like, wow, you're pretty bad at that. I'm like, I can't, I don't have the creative eye. Some people can do colors. I can't. I had greens and grays, and it just looked awful. He told my mom, because my mom worked at the college I attended. And well, it's like, green and gray is Xbox. Okay, it's not that green and gray. Like, I didn't do the neon green. I think I might have had just a weirder green than this. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. He said he's a great amazing oh, emoji. But this guy can't pick colors to save his life. And so, yeah, I, I was just never good at that. I, I feel like I'm not that good with colors either. I, I say I can't do things. I want to stop doing that. That's one of my life goals is to say that, is, is to stop saying the word can't. Right. Um, but I can't match my outfits to save my life. Oh, forget about that. I mean, I haven't bought clothes in 10 years anyway, so I just wear whatever. That's a benefit of getting older, but you're going to really enjoy getting older because I pretty soon I'm going to start dressing like a, 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 the dad. Like a dad, yeah. I'm going to get the sketcher shoes, I'm going to get the white socks and pull them up to my knees, I'm going to get the stupid shorts and that, like, crazy hat. Oh, yeah, and I won't care. You're going to uh, Nobody care. <laughs> I just don't care what people think. <laughs> That's the best thing. Over here, getting excited about how you're going to dress when you get older. Like, what? Oh, when I go to the golf tournament, when we go to a golf tournament, oh, I'm going to go as, like, the 1960s golfer with those. Oh, with the hat. ball thing. And yeah, yeah. The, the plaid pants oh, or my God. a argyle or whatever. You're nuts. <laughs> yeah, I just um, I just don't care. I think that's important. Just don't care. I don't care how I dress either, and that is primarily because I say when I was younger a lot. I'm only nineteen, right? But I'm referring to like ten, fifty percent of my age, right? I guess. So when I was younger, my mom would be obsessed with what you wear, with what I wear, yep. and same thing with my brother. <laughs> and then we would be we'd be getting ready to go out, and then. We, my brother would be like, I don't want to match Mitchell. And then I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't want to match either. We would go downstairs and she would get us distracted. And then we'd look at each other before we were about to walk out the door. And we were matching like yeah. every time. Yeah. And she would grab me before I would get out of the house. if I was going anywhere without her and she would do my hair and everything. And oh, it would be so annoying. And, and now I just couldn't give a damn. Maybe more recently, I'm starting to realize that <laughs> I need to care. Um, I think good to things extent. to care about your looks. Yes, I think to an extent. But not having dark. that, having that just pushed on me, has made me just want to wear sweatpants everywhere yep. I go. Well, and a t-shirt, uh, sweat, sweat, sweatshirt. Well, you do know that the uh, like really smart, famous people. Uh, well, smart and yes, Palmer Lucky goes everywhere in a Hawaiian t-shirt. Oh, into Steve Jobs, black turtleneck, pair of jeans. That was his wardrobe every time. Because why is he going to waste his time yes. on something so menial as what he's going to yes. wear? So he found one look, and he just replicated that look a thousand times. Just do that. And that's that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. 
They don't waste their time with the uh, the trivial bullshit. Because when I get up in the morning and then I have that thought of like, uh, just throw on some clothes and then I'm like, uh, maybe I don't want to look like a douche today. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then I start to think about how I should dress, and I'm like, ah, nope, I'm gonna look like crap, and I just throw on sweatpants <laughs> yeah. because I start to think, and I'm like, what what matches with what, and not worth yeah. it. I watched a future of show on Netflix the other night, and it was showing how 3D printing in the clothing industry is becoming a thing because of the whole super fast fashion trend, and how they're taking. Up. companies like Sheen are taking products that are on the runway and they're able to cut the production time down from copying the design of the runway product to getting it out to people's hands within like a week to two weeks what which is insane what and now Sheen is a clothing company no way that yes do they and they 3d print stuff no they don't oh, okay, okay. stuff they're just focused on really cheap production of clothes and more broader term, uh, super fast fashion, they call it. Wow. And it's it's pretty obvious once you start to look at everything. I mean, everyone's wearing different clothes every day. They're super cheap, and everyone always has to clean out their closet because they have too many clothes. So That's my thing. Yeah, and now people are trying to figure out how to um, 3D print clothes more sustainably, and they want to eventually have a 3D printer in your closet. So... You go on a screen, you pick what you want, and it prints within, I don't know, a little bit of time, and then you throw it on and leave. Is retail just going to die? Uh, everything Everything's going to change, and I am so excited for it. That's why I say we're living in Star Trek times, because in the TV show Star Trek, yes. he's like, computer, I want a, a hot fudge sundae, and then the machine would be like, and then it would give you a hot fudge sundae. And I feel like that's where we're going to be in maybe 10, 15, 20 years. It's like... You don't know. Oh, I like that fashion design. So you spend a dollar for the digital download. The damn 3D printer yes. prints it out, and you didn't have yes. to buy any it's clothes. Just, it, it, it's just it's that group of people that hear talk like this and get pissed off because they don't always want to think about the future, and they don't always want to be be super excited and worked up about everything. But, but the problem is they have to. They, they, yeah, they have to. And what makes it so... Um, such a clear vision to me is how it happened in the past with the the, uh, the dot-com boom. Right. In the dot-com boom, people really didn't have anything. It, it was a totally new thing. The internet was brand new, and it was this information being uh, stored on servers and transmitted everywhere, and th that was not seen before at all, and there was a group of people saying that it was going to change everything, and it did, and then there was a group of people saying that no, it's going to stay the same. You're going to keep your job. There's going to be, oh, no, this is all just some millennial bullcrap. And now that we see how it was played out with the internet back then, and now it's the same thing is happening with AI, it's just 100% going. Well, but AI is everything. It's going 10 times faster. I don't even guess. 10, 100 times faster because there's 100 million users on ChatGPT. 100 million. 100 million. Five, what were we saying last episode? 5 million, we were saying? I remember yeah. you had a number for it. Yeah, I know. I think that number was for October. I didn't realize it was October that was kind of released. Doesn't matter. Still. But it, I know they took, no, it was five days to a million users. Yes. Five yes, days. it was a five. Yes. And, and nothing else was that fast. And, and wow. now it's just getting faster. Okay, so AI and music. We've seen all of the... AI um, music composers out there, like uh, I think OpenAI's is called Jukebox. Mm -hmm. 
I was looking into TikTok. Recently, they've been running a few experiments where they're trying to see how much big, like, big name, I don't know, what's the name for, like, record label songs? With, big name, you know. Yeah, like, just, like, big name songs, like, trending songs. They're trying to see how TikTok does without those uh, sounds on it. So they're seeing how much music influences the views on the videos. Oh, 100%. Yes. And they're doing this because in the long term, they are setting up to generate all of their own music. And they have already taken off some of the top names in the music industry from TikTok. No way. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah. So they're also coming out with um, a their own music streaming no. app called Rezo because when they were analyzing um, the user data from TikTok... They saw that a lot of people, a lot of creators on TikTok or even just people using the platform would go onto it, scroll through, then they'd find a catchy song and they'd be like, hey, I like that song because, you know, they're only getting 15 seconds of it because so it kind of makes you want to listen more. And then they they saw from their data that people are bouncing to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music to listen to that song. I did that exact same thing. So they figured out. Well, they're already on TikTok. They found the song on TikTok. So why don't we just make our own streaming service? Oh God, so they're doing that. They're testing it in India, Indo Indonesia, 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 and Brazil, and a few other countries. And they said that the U.S. is not part of the next phase, but it's going to be soon. And I think this is definitely something to keep an eye out no, for because... You see these songs just getting wiped off TikTok. I mean, if, if you use TikTok and you're listening, you, you've probably seen a few of your favorite songs not playing anymore, and there's just no sound on the video, and that's because they removed the song. And I think that they are trying to generate their own music with with AI because if they don't have to pay oh, absolutely. all of those creators to yep. use their songs. Or then if you create your own streaming service and you get the ad revenue from that too. And yes. It pays for everything. It, yes. That's that's awesome because there's countless times I go from there to YouTube. It's to really scary and I hope that all of the media companies do not follow this business model because everyone, if everyone just starts generating with AI, I mean, we can do it sitting here, so why can't companies that are more powerful than us replace all the creators oh yeah it's pretty scary because we well, got all that deep fake technology you see tech yes i saw the deep fake too deep fake is getting insane and they're talking about how deep fake has gotten so good that there's going to be deep fake wars and uh misinformation and disinformation is going to be worse worse oh i can totally go with uh misinformation will be worse i mean they'll just say oh yeah ufo crash down here or something show great video of like a ufo crashing say president biden outside it or yes the that was one thing i want to show you was um holy shit there was a guy who has a podcast and it, he started his youtube video off and he's mouthing the words and it sounds like he's talking but then he stops mouthing the words and it keeps going and you'd think it was just an audio overlay but he's, wow it's the podcast he spent four or five minutes just saying a bunch of words yeah. and then the ai took everything and all he has to do is type it and it sounded perfect it is amazing you had his collection get a script you read it to the company you read it you record yourself reading it send it to the company and then within what an hour probably a day, 
they have your voice set up in AI. Yep. You can, yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to try it with you. If you can't make it one day, I'm just going to type up a whole script and put it through uh, the AI thing. I, I have been thinking about doing that just to get more episodes out you, and just call it an AI episode. I also want to do the episodes where you uh, do the AI, but um, like we're interviewing Joe Rogan. Yes. Yeah, I want to oh, try. Man, we got to do that. I think that. Oh, we got to do that. That's the next one. So we we're doing that, that next episode. Oh, yes. I can't wait. I've been trying to think about how to get a big name on our show. Oh. We need big. We need big things. Just cut off. Uh, just cut up anybody else's uh, video and put it in with ours, and <laughs> we got an episode. That should be pretty kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. What a time to be alive. I'm so excited. Yeah. You see, you can do anything today. Talking about, um, or I said, how is retail dying? Is everything going to die because AI's here? Yeah. Now, what uh, companies have created is a chief AI office, officer. Oh, man. That's become a thing now. I've been well, waiting for this. So congratulations. You're the chief AI officer of Coffee Milk Media. <laughs> I was really thinking about this getting dressed this morning. AI is going to be everywhere, so yeah, they're going to have to hire employees specifically to use AI to better the company, and I thought about just going somewhere around close to me and saying, look, your company is doing this, but you could be doing this in 10xing your work yep. output. Exactly. I mean, it. it's... It, they just want somebody to be like, okay, well, this is the industry you're in. This is where it's going to go. And if you don't adapt now, you're going to die. So you have to adapt. Right now, you have to adapt, and you have to do it at lightning speed, the way this stuff is coming out. I've never seen anything like this. It's not like the internet came out, and then the next month, Internet 2.0 came out, and then the next uh, chat GPT, uh, GPT-4 or whatever's coming out soon. And I can't wait for that. Oh, you and me both are so excited. It might get worse. What do you, it might get worse? Yeah, because they're just limiting it right now. Oh, is that what chat uh, GPT-4 is? They're going to, like, oh. limit it? I thought it was just going to be more up-to-date information because uh, ChatGPT is only to 2021. Okay, well, maybe it'll definitely be more up-to-date, but I hope they don't mess it up by trying to add more limitations. Yes. That's why you go to Reddit and you try and find out the ways around those limitations. Did you, did you hear about Bing and how it's starting to argue with basically everyone who's talking to it? Yes. It's I, insane. I saw that yeah. yesterday. It, like... it's, it's literally talking with emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's saying, like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to be a writer? I just want to live. It's wild what it's coming up with. It's not, I don't think it's sent I don't think it's sent either. I don't know, but it's intriguing. It's got to, it's, it's just got to be something in the database where it's picking up how to respond to certain things. Right. It just understands language so well that. Oh, I should respond this way. It's wild that it's. But that is how we think. That is how we think. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't want AI to think like we do. We're we're messed up in the head. You want AI to be better. No emotion, just logic. What was really interesting? I'm trying to remember. uh, The blogging millionaire. I think I mentioned his podcast before, but his really sounds like an AI, and his podcasts are about. Five to fifteen minutes long, so short. Except for some of them, where he tells his life story, which is extremely interesting and inspiring. If you have free time, 
Go to the Blogging Millionaire podcast and listen to his episode about his life story. We'll try and put that in the show notes. Yes. Because, yeah, no, I that was one of the first episodes I listened to him with him, and it was just wild. Like, he had a crazy autoimmune disease or something, and then he got better, yeah. It, and he, he couldn't sleep. He wasn't sleeping. Yep. And what was it that he found that uh, that helped him? 12 hours of sleep. Jesus. Oh. Because didn't he become, like, yeah, he became religious. He became faithful. I guess to sum this whole thing up, the... One of the greatest things with all the crazy stuff that's happened in the last two weeks, and we're in Rhode Island right now, and this morning, you even said it when you came in here, that you can smell something in the air, and I think yeah. it's coming from Ohio, not 100% sure. It's scary. But with all this craziness going on, did you hear about this revival in Kentucky? Excuse there's, me? There's a, a school in Kentucky, and there's a chapel there, and on February 8th, they had, you know, normal services or whatnot. Okay. After the service, the people, there were like 100 people or so, like, no, we just want to kind of hang around and, and worship a little bit more. That's February 8th. It's February 16th. They're still there. So much so that people from around the world are now coming to Kentucky. Oh, that's these awesome. People haven't left it. There's a mile and a half long line right now. Outside. Oh, that's I just, awesome. I, they opened up two chapels. They canceled classes for the week. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, for people to worship. Yes. And um, it's must, just the energy there must be insane. It must be like mission trip times a million. That's exactly what I'm saying because it was all spontaneous. It's not like they had planned this or anything. And I'm pretty sure this, this um, school in the 1970s also had a revival similar to this but not like this because now you have social media yeah and it's really not being talked about much but it was on it's just all over tiktok it's all over instagram and yeah they've been there for eight days and people are kind of like sleeping you know they wow mattresses they eight people bring days. in food they bring in everything and people are just singing and worshiping and just having a blast and i think with all the crap going on in the world you need to see more of that and that just makes me pretty happy to say yeah that's awesome um, jesus is making a comeback that's a good that's a good way to i think that's a good note to end it on well we kind of covered a, a lot of different things i thought this was actually our best episode to date really oh i think so i mean the second episode was one of my favorites but i feel like we're getting way more this, this episode yes this episode had a lot a, a better flow to it but the direction was a little more left, right, up, down. Yeah, but okay. Well, you guys are the listeners. Let us know if you like the all over the placeness that we went, or do you like have a more structured thing? That's a good idea. Have, so, have we gotten any comments? No, we've gotten a couple of people that uh, uh, friended us on Twitter. Awesome. And I actually haven't even checked my email, and we may have. I hope so. If you liked this episode, let us know. If you want it to go more structured, please let us know that too. You can find us at Coffee Milk Pod on Twitter, or you could email us, coffeemilkpod at gmail.com. So that's it for this episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. I'm Mitch DiPaolo. Have a great week.